Welcome to Media Monsters. It's another one of those days, a Wednesday. Yes, and it's probably bright and early for you too when you're watching this, but we're glad you're here. Make sure you're following us. If you're seeing this on YouTube, obviously you're at Media Monsters 1111, but if you're listening to this, go to YouTube and find us on YouTube at Media Monsters 1111. Make sure you join our Facebook group too. Go to Facebook and find Media Monsters. You can't miss it. It's a very eclectic and interactive community of people that are just like you that are using media and and really compounding the effects of exponential results in their life. So I'm excited. So excited. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today too. It, it seems like a lot of things, but I think it really boils down to one thing, right? Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're here to talk to you today about this phrase many people call the jack of all trades. And Danny and I wrestled with this for a minute and we're like, I like the idea of jack of all trades because people are like, we can all be helped. We can all do these things. But then people also compare that with master of none. Mm -hmm. So Danny and I came up with this idea literally right before we came onto this and hit record. But what if it's called the jack stack? The jack stack. You heard it here first on Media Monsters. This is what we do. What if your jack of all trades is just really just stacking all those skills, stacking all those jobs, layering all of those skills so that as you grow in your career or in your business or in your life, how those all fit together becomes your jack st stack. It, it's going to weed out some of the things that you maybe don't need going forward but it's going to compound those skills and create synergy of all the ones that do need to fit together for you to get to the place that you probably don't even know about yet. You know, I love it too. And the one thing we have in common, and this might be for you too, if you're listening or watching this, but if you were a band student, a band nerd, a band geek, I really do believe this. And I never used to think this, but I believe that we have the advantage over most of the people that went into the workforce into their first jobs, right? Whether it be a grocery store or restaurant or shaving dogs, right? Or I should say grooming dogs <laughs> at, a, at a groomer, not shaving dogs. That sounds so bad, but um, there's just a certain order. There's a beginning, there's an ending. There are times when you have to get louder. Sometimes you have to get messier or you have to use more of your muscles, right? Or you have to use more of your diligence to execute any job. And that's why I, I compare... Life is like a piece of music, but I think a lot of the foundation of the way that you and I are is the fact that like you learn how to play solo, but you also learn how to play with a team, right? It's almost imperative that you play with a team. Otherwise, the collective piece does not turn out great. And, uh, and it's, I loved it. Me, I played saxophone. Jeremy played drums and probably a multitude of other instruments that haven't even been revealed to the public yet. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I wanted I want you to talk about like what like what was your first job? My first job. Yeah, first one where you got paid. Like real my job. first paid job was actually working second shift at Target. I unloaded trucks. Okay. So nice. I sorted all of the all of the freight coming in and out, got it out to the floor, helped put it all away. And then organized it back in the back so that it was all organized and in its places. And it really, it started that multitasking piece for me. Like you have to be able to think on 
multiple levels and work with numbers. Mm-hmm. Less I had to work with people, actually. It was kind of nice because I got to wear plain clothes. I didn't have to wear the red and the khaki, in case you know what the traditional <laughs> target garb was. I think it's a little <laughs> different now. They can wear jeans. I'm confused by that. Uh, however, you know, that was my first job. And it, I think it kind of set that precedent for starting to stack some of those skills. But I think that you were right in my musical career as it began in high school, because I got paying gigs when I was in high school, was just being able to work well with others, communicate with them, not just vocally as a communicator, but also from an instrument standpoint, you need to be, you need to be able to play well in the sandbox. You have to play well with others because the end result is garbage if it's not. You know, I loved it too about band and that correlation that you make is, you know, it's great because like you even had chair ranks too. Like mm-hmm. I always competed for first chair. I was n- rarely first chair, but I'd get second or third. There were a couple of times when I got lazy and I slipped the fourth or I didn't practice a piece. I didn't nail something I should have nailed, right? If I would have taken that 30 minutes every day, like it's recommended to practice, but it really is great. And you talk about that communication too. It's like, you know, you're doing great. You're in line when you can get to a place where you can just walk in and you know, a nod, like you understand what the band director means before he says anything. He's just looking at you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And same thing for, you know, even the people that you work with too. Right. Um, It's when you're sitting there, you get into this rhythm and this flow. And I did that similar to what you were doing. I had to unload trucks at car drugstore. It was K E R R. Well, and, and it was fantastic. It was a guy that I met through church and his name was Phil and Mr. Phil hired me. I was 14 years old and that was my first big boy job. I went there. I would walk to work. It was probably about a good two or three mile walk to get to work. So I would walk. It was North Carolina. It was like perfect for me. So I'd go to work, get in there and uh, had to organize a lot of stuff. I had to check people out. I got to work with the public. I got to work with stocking different items. I had to know where I was putting things, read the labels, right? Everything was a number system, had to check them in, had to label, had to put the price tags on some of the items. Back in that time, it was all price tags. I went by the price tags. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, One of the other jobs I enjoyed was cooking. Um, It didn't start off like that. I had a job at McDonald's when I was 14. They found out they fired me because I was on the grill and I wasn't supposed to be. And they tried to move me to tomatoes and then I started arguing with them. And then they're like, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work out. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I moved on and went to the drugstore. Then I went to a restaurant. No, I was at a, a grocery store and I was a stalker. Um, not a S-T-A-L-K-E-R, but a stalker. S-T-O-C-K-E-R. I loved it. It was always a competition. I got to unload trucks there. Milk was the monster. If you could unload the milk truck without getting smushed up against the wall, it was, it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. So Piggly Wiggly was the name of that store. And uh, do you remember those? I do remember those. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, that was great. That was, it was owned by, by a man named Randy. Hey, my name's Randy. I got a perfect beard. That's like, right. Randy, he had like the Chuck Norris beard. It was always like perfectly groomed. And Randy, Randy was a good dude. So learned a lot working at the grocery store. So it's amazing that we both started in retail and here we are producing music and producing audio and completing some of those, I think some of those strategies that we learned a few of those decades ago. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of just, they grew along the way. We picked up the pieces 
that we needed in all of those other spaces. Well, you know, and it's, and it's so important too, especially as you're talking about the Jack stack, right? Everything that you've done in your life is tied and intertwined with something else. And it doesn't matter if it was a hobby as a kid, you know, narrowing down what you like versus what you don't like. Um, I usually didn't do things I did not like. So it was either theater or band or football or baseball, soccer. Like I got to do those things. Um, but taking those skill sets and moving to the next place, it'd be, you know, like from the grocery store, I went into the restaurant industry, right? You learn to work with people, but each one of those businesses had a system and a process. And it didn't matter what industry, because after that, it was college and I worked at Walmart Distribution Center in Menominee, Wisconsin for a period. It's probably about three or four months. And at the time, I remember it was 1994. And that was a great time. I had, I had a blast. It was great. It was like a uh, it was like a spring break of my life. But I'm glad I did that because they had like over 10 miles of conveyor belts in that place. So it was systems and processes. Walmart is probably one of the most organized companies that you could ever have the pleasure of working with. So it's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. So I've always taken something from each one of those jobs after your, um, your first job, like in, and gigging in high school and stuff like that, where'd you go? I didn't work a lot during college cause I was blessed with a full ride scholarship on a performance degree to college. So I took full advantage of that and didn't work very much. But outside of that, I worked in a print shop at Kinko's, which is no longer. Um, now it's FedEx. Hey, Grandpa, uh, can you tell us what a Kinko's was? Exactly. That's <laughs> what I feel like a little bit. But that's where, that's where I learned design. And that's where I learned the print world. And that's where I learned the media world and got built those skills there. And then I went into another retail job. I worked at an office depot. Okay. was in their management program and got to learn what it looks like to work in retail in a big box store uh, from a management level and what those expectations are, but also working with clients, working with customers coming in and dealing with the public. Dealing is not maybe the greatest word, but like working <laughs> with, with, with the public. Uh, that's why you're in a dungeon in your studio. That's right. That's why people, I'm right? stuck here, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like those are those skills got honed as we as we grew, and then after that, I you know I went out as a freelance musician, and so it was building my business, and okay. I could put all those skills of working with customers, working with the public, working systems together, marketing, design, print, all of those kinds of things that you need. I think those really. That was the beginning of my Jack stack. And I've just been trying to stack on ever since. Yeah. You know, and the main purpose too of this, you know, we wanted to make this episode because it's like, Hey, we should talk about our experiences and some of the places that we've been, because right now, if you look around, I mean, I'm having these conversations already with my kids, right? It's like, well, dad, I want to go be a criminologist. Okay. You're going to have to go to college for that. Right. And this all came off of a conversation that we were having with a prospective client. He's like, you know what? I'm looking at paying 50 grand for my daughter to go to school, to mm -hmm. go to college. But before she gets there, I want to expose her to as much as I can out here. So she has those skills and things that she could pick up because chances are, and this is not to poo-poo college. I think it's great. You want to be a teacher and work in the school system? You have to go to college. 
You want to be a criminologist and go work with where they go and catch criminals, which is usually a municipality or the police force, right? You have to go to college. If you want to become a doctor, you have to go to college. And please term- do. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. I heard chat GPT has this really cool function. They're going to be, they're going to be programming one of the big bots to, to do open heart surgery soon. No, thank you. I'll trust my friend, John, to do it all day long. All day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to John. Woo woo. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, same thing for an attorney. You want to be an attorney? Great. The laws of the land written by the government. So guess what? You have to go to college. But I'm telling you this, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like at the time of us recording this, what time, how old are you, Jeremy? Uh, today I'm 44. Okay. Today I'm 47 and a half almost. But what I'm going to tell you is it doesn't matter. Like we're not caught up in our heads. I think if you're having a mental issue with that right now, don't worry about it. If you're having to reinvent yourself right now, do not worry about it. You can go online, get certifications, anything and everything that you want to learn. Like it would be a blessing right now if you got fired from your job. And I'm not putting out bad juju to you. Right. I'm telling you, all of those things that you wanted to do, you can get certifications on it and end up making probably about 20% to 30% more than what you're currently making right now from the job that you might've just gotten terminated from or will be. And the reason why is because it's all about stacking those skills. Stack those skills, become more valuable, provide more value. Eventually you're going to break the box. Jeremy broke the box. (laughs) I'm still stacking skills. (laughs) I know. Me too. It's like, I did not realize that you were a radio producer. You have that in you, right? I did not realize you are a graphics monster, right? You've got that in you. Like there's so many things that we do. I didn't realize I was such a great writer. I thought I was a good writer back in college. That's what I started like hints and clues were left for me. It was theater and then writing. And then I was like, Oh, I really love this. And then I dropped out because I was like, fuck college. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go be a DJ. And that's, it's crazy, right? These things are woven into us. Um, but even now it's like, we're not done stacking our skills. We're learning to program robots to help us make our lives easier. Right. Right. I mean, we're coming up with designs and graphics and being hyper-organized and that right there, I hope that serves as a word of encouragement for you, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. If you want to get certified in something, go to Google. You can get probably three or four tech degrees in the next four years a lot faster than you can get a full-blown education with a job that pays you a salary and benefits and the easy life. So it's uh, the, all the tools are right here. For you just have to use them, put them to yeah. work. That's it. You have to I, get I heard a stat the other day, 40 is the new 20. So it's oh. like we're 20 again, Danny. We just it's don't great. have to relive the 20s, which is beautiful. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that was exactly right. When we, how many years have we said, if I only knew now, knew then what I know now? Well, it's kind of like we are. If the 40s are the new 20s, then I do know now I'm in the right moment. I'm in the right time. Yeah, this is great. And you know, there's like this little blessing that's given to you by the creator. It's the I don't give a fuck blessing. And I love it because. When you can get past that, you can get past the emotions of your 20s, right? Or wherever you are in your life, you can get Mm -hmm. past that. Everything is possible. 
and you don't care. You don't invest your time with the wrong people or the wrong things or the wrong ideals. And as soon as you can untether and detach from the things of this earth and just really listen to your mission, listen to what you came here for, because it's going to be different. You can do the same things that somebody else does and never come close to an ounce of their success doing those things. So the sooner you can identify that and just do your thing and remove all judgment, you're going to start stacking and cracking. And that concludes another powerful conversation from the Media Monsters. That's it. You never know where it's going to go. Make sure you join us. Make sure you follow us, share this, tag somebody in this, and uh, make sure you're with us on Facebook, on Media Monsters. And if you're not watching the YouTube, go to YouTube at Media Monsters 1111. We've got some cool stuff coming for you as well. Go to monumentalvoicemedia.com. And thanks to them for producing our podcast.